This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What seemed like a mundane Monday night football game turned into one with colossal consequences. Hello and welcome everyone to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Michael Felder tells us which bowl games we need to bet on right this second. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern time, Rick Camp will tell us how to bet on the NBA in-season tournament. And as I mentioned moments ago, Joe is back. He did not misplace his passport. He did not come down with the silver millipede flu. Joe, are you rested and relaxed? Uh, relaxed, yes. I don't know if I'm sober yet, even though it's been a couple days. (laughs) The recovery is on at this stage in your life. We can all say it. We might not want to admit it. Like you just can't do that for a few days. You're not supposed to do that. (laughs) Your body anymore. Like it's going to take a long time. I, Aaron, I need another fast. I need to clean everything, (laughs) everything out. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, it's funny you said that. My girlfriend was like, it takes me like, she's like, I think something's wrong with me. This was just yesterday. It takes me three days to recover from drinking. I'm like, I think that's just getting old. It's just age. (laughs) It takes longer and longer. Like, Jake, you're lucky. But also, in a sense, not so much because now we're like, yeah, it's Friday, but I'm okay staying in. I'm okay not getting hog wild or whatever. Um, But, yeah, we'll. Well, I'm sure she share some stories uh, during off the board and, <laughs> and Jake's back as well. So I know he's got some stories. I saw some of his pictures and uh, but yeah, I mean, you come back last night and you're right. All of that with last night, like the, the number mm-hmm. of takeaways, just top seed division. Are they even going to be a contender? How long is Trevor Lawrence out? Guys, I, I can uh, break it down in a little bit after after we go over the main stuff, but uh, Survivor blew up again. And guess what? Jacksonville's involved. Happens every year. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? The Jaguars being involved in Survivor. Yes, uh, we will definitely get to that in just a bit. But first, uh, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. Went down in the fourth quarter against the Bengals in what was already a hotly contested affair. X-rays are negative. Uh, it is a sprained ankle, but we do not know much more than that as far as the severity of the injury and how long he will be out for. And this matters a great deal because uh, the markets were down uh, for a little while. Uh, saw some numbers 
numbers pop back up a little bit this morning. Uh, but definitely the Trevor Lawrence injury is impacting a lot of futures markets, which we will get to uh, in the coming moments and later on in the show. Uh, because, again, there are lots of consequences as far as that's concerned. As far as the game goes, Bengals were 10-point dogs coming into it with a total of just 40. And the Bengals went outright 34 to 31 in overtime, plus 410 on the money line. Of course, it goes way over that 40 mark. Uh, Jake Browning, 32 of 37, 354 yards and a score. Joe Mixon with a couple of touchdowns. Uh, it was fascinating, too, that I thought the big injury story was going to be Christian Kirk going over mm-hmm. 20 and a half yards, longest reception on his very first grab, a bet that I uh, suggested you guys take. And then he promptly leaves the game with an injury and does not return. So this was a crazy game on so many levels. But, Joe, clearly the standout story is Trevor Lawrence and how this impacts, you know, lots of different things in the AFC playoff picture. I almost forgot about the Kirk injury. Like, there was so Mm -hmm. much that happened in that second half of that game. Like, oh, oh, yeah, that was minutes into the game. Christian Kirk, a very impactful player for this offense, goes down. Uh, And we'll wait and find out how long here. Uh, now, the Trevor Lawrence injury, Beathard did look really good. I mm-hmm. know you don't want to go too far with it, and this is a guy that does have some experience, but 9 for 10, 63 yards, set them up for the field goal that ended up uh, forcing overtime there. But there were so many turns in that game where, you know, it just flips on its head. In, in the aftermath of the Lawrence injury, I'm sure the team was shaken up. Like McManus, you know, fades the field goal to the right, 48-yarder. How about the penalty that was called? A lot of games, that's not called for holding on Jacksonville on a big play. Like, there were so many things that could have changed uh, the, the outcome of that game. And, yeah, so, I mean, that that's the huge question. Now the division is kind of up for grabs, but kind of not based on what's happened in head-to-head. I think there's a reason that Jacksonville is minus 250 favorite still at this point. But, guys, you know, of course, Trevor Lawrence, just take away one, two, and three, and the reaction there. What happened to the defense? Like This was a, a unit that people were talking about for a few months where, True. hey, maybe this is a top 10 group. And Browning steps out there, and his offense put, puts up almost 500 yards, like 6.8 yards per play for the Bengals, 8.2 yards per pass. One of the worst rushing offenses in the NFL all season long. And then the Bengals dominated on the ground. It wasn't just uh, just Mixon. It was also Brown on the ground. 156 rushing yards, 5.0 yards per carry, Aaron. Yeah, the fact that Browning, just making his second career start, was able to put up 300 yards passing and only four incompletions with 10 minutes remaining in the game. Like, how do you allow that to happen? Uh, I guess Mike Caldwell will find himself in some hot water this morning. I'm sure <laughs> he's getting the talking to. Not a great day at the office for him. Epic failure. But I think it says a lot more about the Bengals because you think about it. Oh, man, no Joe Burrow. And, hey, Browning looked fantastic. So <laughs> I need to write them all down. But all of the starting quarterbacks this week, oh my it's God. like, who? Who are these guys? Where, what are we even doing? It's unreal. 
What what is it? Four of seven spots uh, currently held by AFC teams to make the playoffs uh, are held by right. teams with backup quarterbacks, uh, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it is insane what's Crazy. going on right now. And, and Aaron, yeah, like even if you look at the advanced stats with Jake Browning, like I get his average depth of target with just three point eight yards. For the most part, they didn't ask him to do very much. It was supposed to be more of a yak game with Jamar Chase and company, but he was still really good with what he asked him to do. And so intermediate passes for Jake Browning, six of six for 94 yards, uh, completion percentage over expected of 15.3, passer rating of 115 and a half. I'd call this a good performance by him. But Joe, my question to you is this, is it sustainable? Is what we saw against the Jaguars defense something that the Bengals can replicate for the rest of the season? Or is it problematic that, okay, yeah, it was a good performance against the Jaguars, but we already had questions about this secondary coming in. Pass rush for Jacksonville was supposed to be fantastic, and they are going to face some really tough defenses going forward. So is what Jake Browning and company did sustainable? Yeah, I I think with any backup, the, the answer most of the time is no that it's not that for a game here or there in a, in a perfect situation uh, things might pop up and, and they could, you could carry the team for a little bit, but a lot of times things come back down to earth. Now we remember in that Baltimore game, he looked all right in, in mm-hmm. a short period of time. And then what happened against Pittsburgh full week to prepare a uh, much tougher opponent and that's Steel- well, not much tougher, but you, you know, when the Steelers defense is, Preparing for you all week, it's going to be much tougher. Uh, that was a tough spot for them. And then last night, terrific. Boy, this Jaguars team, they're just awful at home. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they're great on the road. They're, they've, they're just terrible at home. And I'm not saying that you, you should fade them every time they're home. But, man, that was, that was not in the cards, I didn't think. I'm not saying Bengals as 10-point dogs winning outright is the most shocking event that we've ever seen. But just – what Browning was able to do for an anytime touchdown, he was 10 to 1, 12 to 1, and he had a rushing touchdown yesterday, too. Like, there were so many things that happened. And, you know, it could have been much worse. The Jaguars recovered all three times that they fumbled the football yesterday. True. Like, yeah. There are a lot of things where it could have gone uh, the other way. And by the way, what is going on? Tr- Trevor Lawrence can't get a cart. He needs people helping him, <laughs> hobbling him as he hobbles down the long hallway. He is everything to your organization, but we can't get a cart in the state of Florida. What the hell is going on with that? Jeez. Duval County, what are we doing? So I thought this was interesting. I just saw this per ESPN. Uh, the Bengals produced the most offensive yards since week seven of the 2022 season. I didn't realize it had been that long. I was pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. I guess hats off to Zach Taylor as well for, you know, the, the job that he did. Of course. And that's just it is, is this sustainable going forward? And certainly with this kind of outlier performance against Jacksonville, there is at least room for optimism but as mm-hmm. I dug more deeply into the numbers, uh, that optimism went away very quickly. It, it, last night, Uh-oh. in many ways, like there, you can succumb to the recency bias, Aaron. You absolutely can. But I look at what the Bengals have going forward, and I look at what Jacksonville has going forward. Even if Trevor Lawrence is done for the rest of the year, I don't know if it changes all that much. 
And it's weird to say that because last night was so impactful for all of us emotionally. But what I did was I just assumed, okay, this is going to be a short passing game for the Bengals going forward. And I wanted to look at all these passing defenses that they're going to be going up against and how well they defend passes below 10 air yards. And in terms of defensive success rate, the Colts, who the Bengals play next, they're 11th defending passes below 10 air yards. The Vikings Mm -hmm. are 20th. Then the Steelers are third, the Chiefs are fifth, and the Browns are number one in the NFL. And I would argue for the Bengals to make the playoffs, they need to comfortably go four and one the rest of the way. If they go three and two, too many ways they miss out. Four and one, they're almost assuredly in. Really think they can go four and one against these defenses and continually show this backup quarterback that, you know, he can do this? I don't see it, Joe. Absolutely not. And all these defenses that you're mentioning, they've been trending up all season long. In the beginning, we were doubting Minnesota, and and they've improved. And Pittsburgh, when healthy, we know that they're terrific. The Kansas City pass defense is better than anyone projected. I don't care how high you are in the Chiefs, we're preseason, even uh, holding out hope in season. Much better. And then the last game, let's say they're even in the mix and they need that last game. Oh, here's Cleveland. So, yeah, I mean, that is a brutal stretch. But that's that was always a big part of the conversation with Cincinnati. When they got off to the poor start, even when Burrow was healthy, it was the remaining schedule is going to be so, so challenging. But I will say, you know, we were talking about all these uh, quarterback injuries. Maybe you're more willing to take the points with the Bengals now that you've seen it mm. from Browning. But as far as the playoff picture, even if you're not buying into those teams hanging on at the bottom of the wild card, no, just because of the schedule, Aaron, I'm not I'm not saying that the Bengals are going to make some sort of a run with Browning. It'll be interesting to see if the Bengals are underdogs in how many of these remaining games, too. Like they might even be yeah. favorite favorites, right? Sure. Could be. Maybe in a couple of them, I, I could certainly see yeah. that uh, being the case. And I think that last game against the Browns, like what's going to happen with them? Like, are they still going mm-hmm. to be in contention? Because, I mean, Joe, we haven't had a chance to get your thoughts on it, but Joe Flacco wasn't bad in that first game. Like <laughs> the Rams went nuts offensively. And, and so that's why the outcome was lopsided. But I didn't think Joe Flacco looked <sighs> terrible. Like it, it was kind of funny. Like, any any man in a Jets uniform looks significantly worse at quarterback, but then you have them go anywhere else and they're much <laughs> improved. And I felt like Joe Flacco was that way. So I could definitely see a situation where the Browns are still vying for a playoff spot in week 18. Yeah, but didn't you also think that the longer he was out there, the more and more reality set in a little bit, like it's Joe Flacco. Oh, sure. And then, and then once teams get the tape and they start looking at what he was able to do in that offense on the offense for the coming weeks, um, mm-hmm. where you know, a couple, couple weeks from now, they're going to play Chicago's defense, which has been terrific. Once they got healthy, they've got the jets and coming up in a few weeks. Like, it's going to be also challenging for them. Um, but yeah, man, the quarterback play is just so pathetic right now. It really is. <laughs> like, just think about what the statement you just said. I'm not saying it's incorrect, but like Joe Flacco wasn't the worst in the world. <laughs> and he's probably right. not a bottom five quarterback right now because the rest are so awful. But he's going to have a bad game is what I thought. Yeah. You know, yeah, he yeah. looked good. Where was it? 
last year, he's going to have a dud. I mean, if he can't sustain this, I don't think. Nah, that's fair. Like, and that's the thing with backup quarterbacks. It's not so much like what the ceiling is. Can you be consistent? And most of them aren't. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will discuss updated NFL team futures and specifically how this Trevor Lawrence injury impacts everything else in the AFC. That's right here on the BetQL Network. Daily presented by Bet MGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up at the top of hour number two, we will have Michael Felder who will get us ready for our college football bowl season in which bets we should be getting in right here and right now. But let's talk about NFL team futures and let's talk about the AFC South here. And as we look at the odds to win the division at BetMGM, we've got the Jaguars at minus 250, despite the potentially devastating news with Trevor Lawrence. Then the Texans are at four to one, Colts at five to one. Joe, how are you handicapping this? Well, I'm... I'm I thought the number would be a little bit different, but the number actually makes perfect sense to me because you're one up in the loss column over two different teams and you swept the Colts. So it's really a two game lead on Indianapolis as uh, as we're tearing days off the calendar now into December here. It's a just saying it's week 14. It's kind of sad, <laughs> actually a little bit <laughs> like, God, it's 14 oh, already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they swept Indy and they've split with Houston so far. So, you know, Houston's not going to have that advantage. And uh, that's why we're here. And can it come down to week 18 Houston against Indy? I would say probably not. That's not going to be the case. I still can't believe that Indy's here, guys, at seven and five. And even though we have the sample size of 13 weeks, I still don't buy into them. It, it's amazing what Steichen's been able to do with this team. What are they great at? Honestly, to be seven and five. And this this is the vision we, we all laughed at. And like, we could have a conversation about three playoff teams from this stupid division. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I can't do the Colts thing. But last week on the show, <laughs> yeah, exactly one week ago, Right after the Jags beat the Texans, the Texans were 13 to 1 to win the division. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. And now with the Trevor Lawrence injury, the Texans still have a chance, don't they? I don't understand why the I Jags think, are minus 240. I mean, I understand your point that it's like a little off. And I would agree with that. Like, especially if, you know, there is bad quarterback news coming out of the first coast. Like, I, w- I would understand that this number is is just not good here. But the problem is the Jaguars, like, even with C.J. Beathard, regardless of how well or how poorly you felt like that offense performed with the backup, this is still a situation where the tiebreakers, Joe, as you mentioned, they're all there. I also think Jacksonville can probably go two and three the rest of the way and still comfortably win the division. If they lose out, okay, then that's a completely different story. Yeah. Even if they go one and four, they're probably okay. 
that even though it is just a one game lead, you have to dig a little bit more deeply, look at all of these tiebreakers and you look at it and go, yeah, the Texans may be more impressive. They may finish the season as the better team. But this is something that we talked about a lot in the preseason where teams can grow and evolve and get better over the course of 18 weeks. The problem is, have you done enough in those early weeks to put yourself in a position to win a division, to get a playoff spot? And specifically when it comes to Houston, yeah, if you look at team strength, yeah, there are many, many arguments you can make that the Texans are better. And I know this is something we will be talking about later in terms of the resurgence of Will Anderson now at the professional ranks. So there's a lot to love about Houston, no doubt about it. The problem is the Jaguars have key tiebreakers, already have the division lead, and there are right. enough pieces there, Joe, I where I feel you. like that the Jaguars can survive in all of this. Well, it's just that none of them, neither uh, neither team here we're talking about, it swept Jacksonville. I mean, that's that's right. the big deal. Exactly. And it, yeah, then you go to the division record and all that. I mean, that's why we have this gap. And then if you can just get through the next, let's say, two weeks. Because right? Tampa in week 16, I don't know that that scares you much. It is on the road. I guess you'd rather be on the road, even though they're not leaving the state of Florida if you're Jacksonville at this point. <laughs> but but – they're, right. they're closing with two of the you worst. You can't. You don't have transportation. Now. Like we saw, you know, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence didn't have a cart. They have no transportation right. to get anywhere. That's clearly the problem. Yeah, there are not many golf carts in the state of Florida, I heard. It's amazing. That's, and that's they couldn't true. get one inside the stadium. <laughs> um, Car- Carolina and Tennessee, those are the last two. So you've just got to hang on for a few weeks here. And Bethard yeah. looked good. And, and another thing I would look at is say, okay, Terrific record for Jacksonville this season, even though we are talking about last night's loss. How many games did they win because of Trevor Lawrence? Without Trevor Lawrence, they're not winning that game. I don't know. Through the first half of the season, even though they had a strong record, I think most of us were saying Trevor Lawrence has been a little disappointing. Oh, boy, we thought he was going to be the saving grace from that draft class. And I don't, I don't know about Trevor Lawrence. He's got to have a run like he did in the second half last year coming up. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't, the downgrade to Beathard, that's going to be interesting to watch. It's a uh, conversation of the season with, with a dozen backups up the, out there. And, uh, I mean, maybe even worse because the jets, I don't even know who the quarterback is right now. Do they even know they played four different guys? It's like, nobody wants to play. It's amazing. This league is insane right now. I was just going to bring that up because that's the next game for the Texans. And it's like Zach Wilson reluctant to play. Oh, you tried out two other quarterbacks and then you decided maybe I'm not that bad. Then Aaron Rodgers has to reach out to him and walk it back. Oh, yeah, he's not reluctant to play. We don't know where those reports came from. I'm hoping this means an L for the Jets because this is ridiculous. Dude, he's he already lost the locker room, and now he basically publicly stated, eh, "I'm good. Pass. I pass. What? No, no, not pass the football. I pass on playing. No, that's. I mean, who, <laughs> who turns yeah, down being like, a starting quarterback in the NFL? Like, what is wrong with this guy? Th- these are things that other teams pay attention to that they factor in and note." You know, Zach Wilson, you know, chances are other teams may be interested in his services as a backup quarterback going forward. But if he's turning down an opportunity to play because emotions are hurt, like, Mm -hmm. you know, 
it's one of those things where I don't want to, you know, besmirch the importance of, I don't know, mental health and, you know, taking care of yourself and your body and all of those things. I don't want to besmirch any of that, but there is a part of me that goes old school and I'm like, man up, get out there and do your job. I, I can't help but go back to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's completely fair. It's 100% fair because that's what you want. Mm -hmm. You want guys that actually want to be on the field. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's just crazy. It's crazy town. Right. <laughs> what, what is going on? I, I would not make a bet here in the AFC, AFC South. I still think the Jaguars are going to win it. What do you guys think? I agree. Well, I bet the Texans last week 13 to 1, and I bet them earlier in the season as well. So I hope they do not win the division. I am hoping ah. for some L's down the stretch. The, the, the corollary opinion is that the value is gone, and you just can't get it back at this point. When it was 13 to 1, maybe there was a chance there. <laughs> uh, but yes, things are too short, so now we must uh, move on there. How about we talk about uh, the battle for the number one seed in the AFC, which obviously uh, the Trevor Lawrence news, uh, whatever the updates are, that will have uh, significant implications. Uh, right now, I'm seeing Baltimore in one spot as the favorite at plus 160, Miami at plus 195, Chiefs at plus 210, and then everyone else is dealing with a backup quarterback except Houston, but that's 290, that's not that. So, yes, the top three teams to get the one seed in the AFC, they have their starters. Uh, and, you know, the odds are relatively close to each other. So, Joe, do we have any new insights on who can win this thing? Yeah, I'd like to say no to all of them, right? Like, that's that's how I feel. I'm like, nah. The nah, Dallas well, Cowboys go get the AFC number one seed. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, it's going to go to one of them. Um I think a lot of people would like to say Miami because it's fresh in your mind than destroying another team. But that stretch at the very end of the season with a lot on the line for, for all of these teams, it's going to be brutal. Like the next couple of weeks, all of the Dolphins features are probably going to continue to do it because it's going to be them beating up Tennessee on Monday night football. It's going to be them playing the Jets quarterback, but I don't care who it is. Uh, in that in the following week, and then it's Dallas playing for a ton. We expect right. Um, Baltimore in the mix for this one seed, and I think Buffalo. The last week mm -hmm. of the season, I think they'll be in the conversation for maybe the last wild card spot. So that is going to be very challenging. It's like it's like where do you go? It's hard to trust Kansas City in this version of Travis Kelsey that we're seeing at this point. It's not the same offense. Uh, that we're used to and you know Baltimore metrics love them and then from time to time they throw out a couple of duds but this you know their schedule also tough man because there's San Francisco and Miami mixed in there uh, we'll see if Pittsburgh is playing anything for, for the final week of the season oh gosh you set it all you start with the favorite and you say it's plus money with five weeks left like, this thing is completely up for grabs I, I honestly don't really have a betting angle, guys. Do you? I mean, I would think that if you're going to play this, this would be like, okay, you think somebody's going to go on a run here and you try to figure out where that is. Wouldn't you just go money line rollover? Because none of those numbers seem to present a ton of value. 
It's a good point. And it's still kind of shocking to me how uh, strange the AFC has been this year. I thought it was going to be the stronger Mm -hmm. conference. And now it's like, I can't really figure out with five games left, a regular season games left, who's who still. So, yeah, I'm not really sure there's a lot of value on betting this that that I want to pull the trigger on. I like the money line rollover idea. I know Paul's really into that, too. I've never tried it, though. Yeah, Paul, I mean, if you got some thoughts on that, I'd certainly love to hear them. I, I think my only concern about that going forward is it. I think all the sort of maelstrom that we've been seeing when it comes to, you know, teams losing at weird times that's probably going to persist, right? Like I'm not Mm -hmm. expecting really anybody in the AFC to go on a run here. Like it's probably a three and two, four and one kind of performance. And that one could happen in the most random of places, Paul. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the only team I'm really looking at it with is the bills. Um, And I guess Mm -hmm. the way things broke this weekend, maybe Casey is not a must win anymore, but still like, it's almost like I feel like we do this with teams sometimes where it's like, oh, well, now their season's over. Well, actually, it's not really. I've played the Bills money line. I'm going to stick with it for a minute. I also looked at like they're supposed to be a minus four favorite against home against the Cowboys the week after. So that's almost a minus 200 money line. So I, it's a tough stretch to go Chiefs, um, Cowboys, Chargers. But if there's one team to do it with, I think that's the one that belongs in the playoffs. They could come out, play with their hair on fire, go streaking into the playoffs. Um, But also maybe you wait to see them get in and then maybe you do it as like the bills is like the sixth seed. And then it's like, all right, they're decent. You get a decent price on them against probably, I don't know, maybe it's the Jags as a week. Well, they're going to be a favorite in that game, but Maybe it's, you know, you get the Chiefs or the Dolphins for a third time possibly because that Week 18 spot is kind of weird too. But I've I've made a play on the Bills' money line this week. Coming off a of bye, going into Kansas City, it feels like yeah. i got to have a game. And if they don't, then all right, then it's done. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm with you on that as far as the game, but we've got all week t- to go over that. You know, some of the reaction yep. to Sunday night to Green Bay winning that one outright was, oh, well, it's going to be different this year because now Kansas City isn't going to be playing uh, at Arrowhead. It's the road to Air, to the Super Bowl is not going through KC at KC. I'm not sure about that. Like really, they would they win this game. They've got New England, Vegas, and Cincinnati. Three backups coming up. Like, could, could the Chiefs not run the table here? I know they just lost two or three. But if if they do win this game this weekend, three-point favorite, okay. New England, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, and then they close at the Chargers, probably not playing for anything. What would the reason for Herbert to even be on the field? Like, maybe this is the time you pounce on the Chiefs to to have the number one seed. What was that number again, Ed? Yeah, uh, so number one seed, AFC Chiefs plus 210, third shortest odds, so probably the most value among uh, the top three contenders. And, you know, Jaguars are going to be out of it, so is pretty much everyone else. So you're picking uh, among a trio here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I love the path for the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus 210. The the path for the Chiefs is – yeah, path for the Chiefs is good. I wonder, though, like – is it better to just go ahead and take an a to win an AFC bet 
instead of the number one seed bet. Like, for instance, there are good, compelling reasons to back the Dolphins to get the top seed, and that's pretty good home field advantage. They can find ways to, you know, accentuate that. They're plus 310 Mm -hmm. to win the AFC. Is that a better bet, you think, than just going after the one seed with that or the Chiefs? Yeah. Well, you could always hedge, too, if you think which two teams will be in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Pick one. That's fair. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. It's time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. And at the top of the show, Joe was talking about how it takes a little time to bounce back from a hangover. Mm. I'm guessing your system... Might have been a little shocked, too, after that fast, but you were having <laughs> such a good time. I need to hear the stories. There's got to be oh, some Joe O stories from Mexico. Yeah, there's some good stories. I'm trying to figure out what, you know, the audience or you guys would enjoy because, like, sometimes your stories are, like, funny to you and your friends, not so much everyone. Uh, but, yeah, man, it, it, it's funny because I was talking about it with Just a Daily Tip, too, how, like, we did the fast and then <gasps> – before Mexico, it was also the Thanksgiving. Like, okay, fast is over. It's Thanksgiving time. Uh, okay, let me ask you this, because this is this was thought about a lot. When you're at a resort or a, you know just a place that has a massive pool but multiple swim up bars, like, what do you think the percentages of people that are relieving themselves in the pool? Mm. Oh gosh, I oh, would not want to think about that. 75%. It's hard not to. <laughs> Jake said ninety five percent. Okay, that's I th- all right. No, you know what? I think Jake is closer than seventy five. Oh, sick! Really? Sick? Really? Yes. Oh, I okay. absolutely. All right, do. question. Maybe I'm wrong. I think demographics matter a great deal when breaking this down because, like, if it's a bunch of college kids, kids and they get way too drunk then no. I can see that happening. Or Mostly if you're at adults. the other end of the age spectrum, then yeah. maybe you can't control things. Break well, the also seal, in it's over. Mexico, you're, you're right. on vacation, so you're just like, YOLO, I'm going to pee in the pool. Yep. I don't want to get out and find the nearest bathroom. What? I'm lazy. I'm that enjoying my time. YOLO. YOLO. I'm going to pee in the pool. <laughs> Dude, what are we I'm... doing? Yeah. YOLO. Okay, then what is the argument for the 95%? Rap, help me wrap my head lazy, around that. What, yeah, why would you? Lazy, just terrible people. <laughs> looking it up. And, and the bathroom was a long walk. Ed's looking like, for Come on, what are you doing? Data you got to put it. I'm looking for data. You guys come back to me. So question, are there different rules for the ocean and the pool? I was in both. Yes. I kind of, I kind of feel like there, are, there were. Yes. 
But like, you know you, what? You don't think about All it as rules. much in the ocean. You're like, oh, you, you know what? At least I won't get. You know, I'll get away from these people. Like if they're all peeing on, you know. Whatever. And there's so, so many. You feel so like it washes water away. Poor, yes. The poor marine yes. life. So much this is salt. terrible. I don't know <laughs> poor marine. Life. Anything. <laughs> I don't. I will say. Oh, like they're already doing in high school. Yeah, I'd be just careful with this. The closer south you get, like I heard, like out of the is look it up. I don't know if it's true, but I remember hearing it, and it stuck with me. Like what? in Brazil, off the coast of Brazil, I think there's like a fish that if you pee like in the it. ocean, it takes the <gasps> opening and it. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> so careful, no. just careful, that is, and then they yeah, like, no. look it up. That is fiction. If I owned a resort, I would put those fish in the pool. I'd be like, all right, go ahead and pee, people. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, my friends Would, would you guys like, like to oh, answer? And anytime Joe goes by the yeah. waterfall, you know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the so uh, among all public pools, uh, you know, given different experiments, uh, 0.01% of pool water is actually urine. I do believe that. of all the chlorine. But right? you know what? I, I would say if you have a swim-up bar, that those numbers are different. But, I mean, it is massive. Like, just the one I, I, I was at. I wonder what's more but... sanitary, saltwater pools or chlorine pools? I'm guessing chlorine, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, there, there is a lot of lot of interesting things but like you know what you just can't go anywhere without seeing airplane people that you hate so on the way back like i could not stop laughing and somehow i don't know how i don't know what the correct move is but me and my wife pulled it off there was one open seat on the entire plane and it was this middle seat between us we somehow pulled it off like no eye contact we are moving around around like head or bob head heads were bobbing so like when people take the glance like they probably thought they saw three people but it was really just two like we were pulling out all the stops and it worked for the way home so that was terrific um that that was good and i could have stopped laughing because (laughs) our friends across the aisle there was a stranger in the middle and this woman i don't think she spoke a lick of english but it was just like we would be talking conversing across the aisle whatever people in front of them and this woman was acting like she's in the conversation even though she doesn't know what's being said like you're talking to them she's staring right at you or like when you're looking on your phone she was like leaning over staring at all the pictures it was quite strange and then it reached another level she wasn't even one of these barefoot people but it reached a new level. I always think it's strange when the people that, that pack like a full-on lunch or whatever for, for a plane ride in the middle of the flight, after her being creepy the entire time, I look over and she's peeling a hard-boiled egg between the two of them. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> like the shells are... Jail. <laughs> she deserves oh, jail time no. for that. Yeah. yeah. People are weird, no. man. <laughs> so uh, weird. How long of a flight was that? Three and a half. Yeah, around that's, three, three and a half. That's it. <laughs> it's it's times like this that I'm like, and this is why I don't ever leave the house anymore. Right, it's right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we all know about the people that take the shoes off and you know, barefoot, whatever, and do annoying things, but like farting. Like that, just, 
Yeah. I mean, the she's... farting. <laughs> but what are you supposed to do? I did not do it either way. Hold but it what, in. I've been in that position. What are you supposed to hold it in for three, four hours? And then, like, do you go to the bathroom and then as you're passing people, it's most likely going to come out as you're walking yeah. by people? Let like it rip duster? down the aisle. You're welcome. <laughs> Have you been Aerosol next to a farter? Cans. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like every How'd two minutes. Go? I almost want to be like, does your kid need to go to the doctor? What is going on right now? It was this little kid who just kept farting, like, at literally every two to five minutes. It Did would linger it? around and then and smelled it. And then the kid was laughing and the parents didn't say anything. They kind How of thought old it was this kid? Uh, like oh. eight, seven, eight. Oh my gosh. I wanted to slap that kid. You were angry. So rude. I'm sitting there like this. This is so disgusting. (laughs) I can't believe it. I I was was so passive aggressive about it. I was trying to like do loud sighs. Like this is so nasty. Hoping the mom would say something to her kid. I See, I would think in most scenarios you would laugh. Yeah. Yeah, because she thinks it's it's funny and cute because it's her kid. Well, like, right. okay, you think your kid is cute, but not everybody. Yeah, I don't want to smell your kid's fart. One or two, yeah. fine, but nonstop is like two max. It, it's good to know. Good information. Next time I see her in Hawksworth, two is the max. She gets pissed at three. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we're doing a remote, a three-hour show. Yeah, you get two farts, and then I'm calling get, you out on the two. air about it. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, Jake, you went to Hawaii. We need to hear all about this. Oh, I man. saw the pics. Looks like a good time was had by all, and congratulations to your friends who got engaged. Do you want to move yeah. there? No. <laughs> the time change no? was fine for a week, but like watching the Bears on Monday Night Football at 3 p.m. was weird. Crazy. Like just, it was so bizarre. Crazy. I mean, yeah. it was awesome, like watching at the swim-up bar with my friends, but like I couldn't do that all the time like it was it was just too weird um but oh, no it was awesome part too that's how oh you got yeah your 95%. and that's that's why i said 95 percent. i saw the yeah. people that were at this these swim up bars hey it's, you haven't left the pool so in many. two hours folks and you've right. been to the bar five it, times like exactly exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. just it's 95 percent. but Real quick, a uh, lot of uh, new bits were born on this trip, which is great that nobody cares about. I only think they're funny. But right. my friends, I mean, you talked about the engagement. It's two of my best friends in the world. They're awesome. They've been together forever. And so we planned this whole thing months ago. Sunrise hike. You go right up to the summit. Like, he's going to do it there. It's just our group. We have the car packed. We have the champagne packed. It's a two-hour drive to this mountain that we are going to go to. Everybody's up at 3.30. We're out the door at 4. Very quiet car ride, obviously. Everyone's just so tired. And we're going about halfway to the mountain. Starts raining. And we're like, okay, like, not great. But, you know, maybe we'll get lucky. Just keeps coming down. Like, harder and harder. We get to the mountain. You have to check in with a ranger. The ranger goes, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. You ain't seeing anything today. Like, you're nothing's going to happen here just cloudy raining and we're uh, like well we drove the two hours we had this whole plan he's got the ring in his pocket let's give it a shot maybe we get lucky maybe this ranger doesn't know what she's talking about 
She knew exactly what she was talking about. It is torrential, <laughs> torrential downpour at the top of this mountain. Like, nobody even got out of their cars. Like, we're up there. Mm. Everybody's just sitting. Like, it's not drizzled. It's not. It is like the ocean was on top of this mountain. It was ridiculous. So my friend Kelly, who was the one that was getting proposed to, she's like, well, I got to stop at the bathroom before we start driving the two hours back to the house. So she dips into the ranger station. It's completely quiet in the car. And everyone's just like, ooh. And my friend Luke, who was the one doing the proposal, he goes, so anybody got any other ideas because no backup plan, no nothing. This was banked on all this entire situation. And so he just ended up doing it on the balcony. Once we got back to the house and the belt, like it was nice. It overlooked the ocean. Like it was a nice area and just, it was so stupid. Like we did this whole thing. We're up at three 30 for nothing. And it was so annoying, but you know, it is what it is. And then we rolled a lot of pigs, which I know Aaron was really uh, curious about. It's two little rubber pigs. You just throw them however they land. You get points. You play to 100. You put money on it. I did lose a lot of money on pigs. I lost finger game three times, too. I'm losing my fastball. That's not great. But you know what? Even the Hall of Famers have slumps. We'll be back. My my biggest concern. Any hot girls there? Uh, it's Hawaii. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, <laughs> biggest concern about the proposal, stories. like, Obviously, you're a nervous wreck beforehand is when I pull the ring out, is there going to be lint on the rock from your pocket? Like, that's that. Uh, add that to the list. <laughs> on that note, this is Make You All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Michael Felder weighs in on the college football playoff right here on the BetQL Network.